Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there! You are listening to episode 267 of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali, and I want to welcome you back to our sexual skill series. And today we're going to talk about erotic spanking. That's one of the things that many of you guys requested for us to have an episode on it. And I invited Taylor Sparks, and we're going to talk about everything you would need to know about this topic. And I am in such a great mood because it's only a week or so to Valentine's day before that you're judging me thinking about i'm one of those people that are excited about love and this commercialized view of love what i love about valentine is not that i i think it's an opportunity for us to spice things up in the bedroom i think especially last year last couple years many of us have had the same boring, monotonous sexual experiences that's not keeping us excited anymore. So Valentine's special occasions are often an invitation for us to kind of explore different ways that we can spice things up in our relationship. And related to that, I have a gift for you. In about a week or less, I'm hosting a live workshop to teach you my secret recipe of how to create a sexy date night that will lead to sex. I'm going to tell you all about my three essential ingredients for a mind-blowing date night. I'm going to teach you five sexy seduction tips that matches your personality. And we're going to talk about seven different ways of incorporating novelty in your relationship. This is a two-hour workshop, and I will provide you with a step-by-step tailored plan how to create sparking variety and push the envelope in your relationship. This is my invitation for you to attend it. I'm not sure if I'm going to have it again, but I was so excited when I was talking about how to plan successful sex date night with the partner with my clients that one of them told me that like, this is great. Why don't you teach a class about this? So here we are. It's going to, the workshop going to be on a Sunday before Valentine. So make sure if you are interested to sign up, head over our show notes and reserve your spot right now and it's gonna be a question and answer so bring me all of your questions about sex and one of the other great thing is that you can show up anonymous whatever name you can put on your zoom id that would be your name so your identity will be protected so it's a good way of asking all of those questions that you might be embarrassed to ask. As I mentioned, today we're going to talk about erotic spanking. Taylor will tell us about what part of the anatomy we have to target for maximum pleasure. She's going to teach us about the safety factor we need to 
consider she teaches about ideal positions for different kind of impact play. She teaches us about some fun tools and props that we can use. That was my favorite part of the conversation. And as a side note, they're going to be part of it as video in my Instagram account. So if you want to see the props, make sure you're following me on Instagram. And I'm so, so honored that Taylor joined me in this conversation. Taylor Sparks is a passionate erotic educator and sex goddess certified in both holistic aromatherapy and human behavior. With over a decade of experience in natural skincare cosmetic industry, Ms. Sparks launches OrganicLovin.com, one of the largest person of color owned online intimacy shops. Make sure you are checking out her website, supporting her business, because this woman is amazing. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Taylor Sparks. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited to welcome Taylor Spark on our show. Taylor, welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Dr. Nas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am very excited about this conversation. This is part of our sexual skill series, and I feel we haven't delved into teaching skills and different things that people are interested in to, in to learn more about. And I know Impact Play is one of those juicy exciting things that people want to learn more about, Mm -hmm. but it certainly requires some skills. So tell us why impact play can be so hot for so many people. Well, it can be hot on both the giving and the receiving side. I myself am what is called a dominant switch, meaning, but I'm more dominant than, than submissive, meaning I love to give more than I love to receive. As far as impact play, uh, my partner is very much into impact play. But for a lot of people, especially if you're doing impact play anywhere around the buttocks, what we don't realize is that the nerve endings from the genitals end right at the buttocks. Mm. For some people, things like spanking and flogging and being hit, very, very excited when it comes to impact play. Those of us who are also somewhat sadistic, <laughs> meaning we, we get sexual enjoyment out of hitting and torturing and tying our people, on the giving side, it is sexually exciting for us to give this type of pain. And it's not always painful as in hitting. It could also be mental pain, right? Or emotional pain, meaning that we could be offering people something in the, in the form of humiliation by mentally torturing them or calling them, you know, horrific names. So on the receiving side, those who are more what they consider masochistic, meaning that they get and enjoy receiving the pain or receiving the humiliation from their partner is uh, sexually exciting for them. So for a lot of people, you know, and some people I should say, like myself, we enjoy both sides of that. So some people are more on the giving side, loving to inflict the pain. They find that enjoyable and others are on the other side, like we like to receive it. I do know that, especially for some men who were raised not to hit women, it could be a bit of a challenge 
to hit your partner, your female partner, when you've been raised to be a good boy. <laughs> but the most important thing to understand about impact play or anything in the beauty asset realm is consent is sexy. Consent is everything. If your partner is saying to you, I want you to slap my booty, then it's okay. They've, they have given you consent to do so. I love that. And I hear that it's more about energetic exchange. And I am so glad you talked about spanking and consent and all sorts of impact play because it can be really, really hot. And it needs to be something that's been discussed because sometimes people see things and they feel, oh, I can incorporate in the bedroom, but it comes at a surprise for their partner and you might not get the results that you want. So it's important to have a clear conversation about it. Yeah, you want to really go over some, you know, things that you have been thinking about. And I always tell people, you know, it's really important to use our words, right? And to bring this subject up with your partner. And let's say you saw something or you read something that for you, when you read it, it just sounded so exciting, like being blindfolded or being or being tied up. And, 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 you know, and you want to broach this subject with your partner. And I always suggest that you talk about this at a time, not when you're about to have sex or not when you're about to like, just all of a sudden say, hit me, <laughs> hit me now. And you're like, wait, what, why, why am I hitting you now? You know? So maybe over a cup of coffee or over dinner, the car is always the best because they're driving and they cannot escape the conversation. Right. And you might want to say things like this, like, you know, babe, you know what I really, really like? I love it when you do these things to me, this and this and this. And your partner's like, you really like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, really like that because, you know, most of our partners want to please us. And then you would say, but you know what else I would really like to do for us to try together? Because now you have them all excited about what you already enjoy. You say, I would really love it if we tried that and that and that. And then we look at you and go, well, what, why, 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 why do you want to do that? And I don't know, but I'm interested in doing it. And I don't want to try this with anybody. Not that I would try with anybody but you, but I really want us to do it together because I trust you that, you know, you won't go too far. But the thought of you doing that and that and that to me, the same way you do this and this and this, it just gets me so excited. Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a beautiful way of outlining the conversation. I You just shared my secret weapon with, with thousands of people because I feel a car is perfect. To yes. for any kind of a conversation that you feel like, you know, you might want to kind of like not talk about it. It would be hard to talk about it. And sometimes I find it if I'm a big like I, I like eye to eye kind of mm -hmm. conversation. But what I find that sometimes some tough conversation, it's easier to be done when you are looking ahead. So I think there's that element of it as well that you're talking, but the intensity of gaze is not there. So that yes. can be a way of talking about things that might be feel a tad uncomfortable. And I think it's wonderful that you talked about kind of like really pinpointing what they're doing that's working for you so that they know that they're already doing this great thing. That's these mm -hmm. are the menu of options that they're doing right. Mm -hmm. And this is about this creating the another layer of kind of like erotic intimacy between you and your partner. So it's not saying that it's about the act. It's about yes. you, your partner, and 
and the act, which makes it very, very delicious. So the question that many people have is they think about, okay, if I want to hit my partner and behind, there is like, where should I go? What are some of the areas that are more sensitive? And what are some of the areas that are less sensitive? Right. So when it comes to spanking, which is one of my absolutely favorites, <laughs> I actually teach a class on spanking based on the book Spanking for Lovers uh, mm-hmm. by Janet Hardy. It's really good. So when it comes to spanking, right, we want to spank in the meatiest part of the butt, right? In the meatiest part of the buttocks. And, you know, one of the easiest positions to spank in is just to have someone kind of put their hands on a table or a desk and lean over, right? And kind of spread their legs so that they are steady. Some hand positions, of course, to use are just an open palm with all five fingers open, a closed palm, right? Or a cuffed palm is another way to spank. So you want to stay in the meaty part of the buttocks, right? Where, wherever that is on that butt. Heading down towards the thighs, you can go as far down as the top of the thighs, most most people do not enjoy being hit on the thighs, but there are some that like that level of pain. In the middle, right where the buttocks and the uh, genitals start to, to meet, that sweet spot is another nice, juicy spot to, to hit. Now, what area we want to be careful of, of course, is down the back of the knees. We don't want to go that far down. And you want to be careful of the tailbone, right? The cossack tailbone. Now, using your hands, it's very difficult, you know, to, to hurt that area. But if you start to use impact toys, you really could do a lot of damage. So the meaty part of the buttocks in the middle down towards the genitals are really, really good and juicy parts. And again, you know, using different hand positions, right? And then with regards to the hand positions, you have speed, how fast you hit the buttocks, right? Consistency, how often you hit the buttocks. And then you have how hard you hit the buttocks, right? So those are things that can be combined, you know, speed and consistency and then the actual impact itself when it comes to the butt. (laughs) (laughs) I always suggest you start with clothes on, and then you start peeling the layers off. And as the skin gets warm, you'll get a little pink and then a little more pink and then red. Now I'm an African-American woman. I'm dark (laughs) complected. By the time my butt gets red, I'm probably bleeding. So you have to be, you know, cognizant of who you are spanking, their skin color, And you have to constantly check in, kind of like, are you okay? Is that okay? Do you want more of this or less of that? Beautiful. And I think you brought up so many great points of kind of like some people just use the visual kind of like cues around if they're going hard or not. But I think again, people, different skin tone is is play into it. And also like people get easier. Some people get easier red and some people it's harder for them to have that body reaction. And so I, I want to get the positions right. I know in the like dungeons, they have this like really good furniture <laughs> that lends yes. themselves to that. Uh-huh. But how can you create that at home? Well, some of that furniture you can order <laughs> at home. You can order, you know, the St. Andrews across the spanking mm-hmm. bench. But if you don't want to make that investment, of course, if we're talking about spanking, literally leaning over a table, mm-hmm. spread eagle like an X, leaning, you know, standing with your back to your partner, 
against against the wall, across the knee, right? They call it over the knee, OTK, right? Across your partner's knee um, is another way. And these are, you know, for spanking positions, standing against the wall or leaning over a desk would be for flogging, right? Or using a dragon tail. Um, we can talk about some of those toys as well. But you can literally order spanking benches, they, they, they're like a, a saw and, and <laughs> like a saw bench for some of them. Liberator, which we carry, we have some of those on our site, a really soft-sided uh, spanking bench where you kneel down and bend mm-hmm. over. And, you know, that, that kind of spanking bench could also be used for um, what we call the um, kind of like the uh, confessional position. Ooh, I don't know about that. How do you tell? <laughs> <laughs> the confessional position is when one partner sits in front of you in a chair and the other partner's on the spanking bench bent over and they are serving their partner orally. Mm. Oh, you know, I wrote an article about that. I didn't know that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it's a, something I created. <laughs> <laughs> Did you create the confessional position, girl? <laughs> I did not know that's a legit thing. Well, yeah. you learn everything new, like something new every day. So tell yes, me it. about the kind of like the kind of the impact part of it, right? My understanding is that if you have your hands open, it's going to be really, can be really painful on your own hand. So it's a closed, it seems like closed hand is less painful for the giver. Is, is that your experience? Uh, yes, yes and no, because when you're hitting someone, yeah, it can become painful to your own hand. You want to swing a little more from the full arm and not just the hand, you see, and you want to start light and work your way up. Because if this is new for you and this is new for your partner, you just don't want to start swinging from way back in Georgia. You know, you don't want you want to you want to start light, check in. How's that? How are you feeling? You know, and most people tend to use, you know, what they call safe words, right? So the most common are red, yellow, and green. You know, green meaning I'm good, you can keep going. Yellow meaning, okay, slow down, give me time to kind of catch my breath. And then red means stop, don't don't hit me one more time. Don't do, don't do it again, I can't take no more. So, you know, and people make up their own, you know, their own safe words, you know, and we, and they call them safe words in the BDSM community because you want to be able to communicate. Now, if you have a gag ball in your mouth and you cannot speak, (laughs) you might want to just do one finger, two fingers, and then three fingers like stop. But yeah, it can be painful on your own hand. So start slow this way. Not only are you warming up their body, you're warming up your hand. You're bringing bloods to your own hand. So your endorphins kick in for both you, the giver, and on the receiver. The endorphins are the feel-good you know, hormones. They make us feel good. And if you enjoy giving impact, you are going to feel good. Great. So they they protect you just as much as they protect the receiver. Beautiful, and I and I love that you're saying that building up the rhythm because mm-hmm. the rhythm also can be very calming for so many people mm-hmm. that they are into it. So tell us about the kind of like tools that they can use. So hand is a wonderful thing to use, but there are often other things that you can use. I have a few things here. Oh, nice. And you need to describe <laughs> it. I'm, I'm looking at it. But they need to, I know. No. This is a vegan leather paddle. It's about the size of a ping pong mm-hmm. uh, paddle, right? This one is padded and it's what they call fuddy. So there's two kinds of impact. There's stingy and there is thuddy. Things that are stingy 
they just kind of hit the surface of the skin, right? Mm -hmm. So think of like a pinch, right? Like a pinch. They just hit the surface of the skin. Items that on impact that are thuddy, you can feel deep within the muscle. And everybody's different. You won't know until your partner goes, I, I don't like me with that no more. I don't like that. So you have paddles, they come in round, they come in leather. You know, they have expensive ones. They have some that have little nodules on them as well. But this one is very, very thick. Right? It looks like an old school brushes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could use, and we're going to talk about pervertibles in a moment. <laughs> Excellent. I was, I was about to say that me and you are connected. I was thinking yeah. about pervertible, like do it at home. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> this, this is a rubber strap. It's very, mm-hmm. right? Think about your dad's belt, except mm-hmm. it's rubber. It's very skinny. It's got a, um, a vegan leather handle, but it's very, very lightweight, but it does leave some beautiful marks if you like those kind of things. Some people don't enjoy marks. I, I love leaving marks. <laughs> this is also something stinging. This is, it's like a little flower, but it's it's mm. rubber and actually it's made of re- recycled tires. Oh, see, you're saving environment too. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we love to do organic, organic things. So you have floggers, you have dragon tails, you have paddles that are made of leather, paddles that are made of vegan leather, wood, Oh my God, stainless steel, right? And then of course you have regular things around the house that we call pervertible. So think about something that's perverted that you would never think to use an impact play, but you're gonna convert it into something kinky. So one of our favorite pervertibles is the wooden spoon. Ooh, I like that. And it's shaped like heart, the one that you're showing me. Or it's shaped like a butt. <laughs> just depends on how you want to look at it right <laughs> right right but it's like a heart so wooden spoons are good they're kind of stingy but they're really good you can use them to hit the arms the upper back not the lower back you know middle of the back always be careful of the spine always be careful you know of the tailbone they're good for hitting on meaty thighs on the front of the thighs now, some people enjoy having the bottom of their feet slapped or spanked. I, I'm not one of them, <laughs> but I don't yuck on anybody else's yum. So that now for people who are really hardcore. <laughs> oh, my God. Like I, I like impact play, but that's that seems another layer. This, <laughs> is, this is a cutting board mm-hmm. that. Really, if you really want some impact play and you really enjoy that level, I mean, some people have to work up to it. Some people, you know, everyone's threshold for pain is different. You must constantly and consistently check in with your partner to see if what you're doing, they are enjoying it as much Mm -hmm. as you're doing it. It is your responsibility as the top or the dominant to make sure that your bottom Mm -hmm. or submissive is being cared for. Well, I think it's wonderful that you're talking about building the building the threshold and kind of being mindful of your partner and what they like because it can be very exciting for people when they're getting into it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to have the safe board as as you mentioned. So I think yes. that's really, really powerful for people to keep in mind that okay, it could be you can kind of like add as little as as much that mm-hmm. you would like into this. What are some of the mistakes that people make when it comes to impact play? Some of the mistakes they make are not asking enough questions before they start to play or what we may call indulging in a scene, right? 
you need to talk to your the partner, and especially if they're a new partner, you're just embarking upon this together, right? You need to ask them things like, you know, is there anywhere on your body that I should not hit, you know, or pinch or bite, right? Are there any triggers that I should be aware of? Meaning that you don't want to start spanking someone or slapping someone or choking someone and suddenly they break down in tears and you're sitting in a corner in a, you know, in a ball, you know, in a fetal position. You're like, what happened? And you're like, no, you don't understand, you know, and you're like, he's in, you're like, what happened? It really could ruin the whole night. So ask, are there any triggers, you know, that I need to know about, you know, are there any injuries that you might've sustained recently that um, I, I need to know it, like areas I need to stay away from like, oh yeah, I fell and I hurt my knee the other day. So don't, don't tie up this leg or don't lift this leg too high. Right. So triggers, areas of the body to stay away from any uh, recent injuries that, you know, that you need to, to, to know about. And of course, safe words, right. And then lastly, aftercare, what would they like for aftercare? And, and for those of you who don't know, you know, aftercare is the, the time that when you're done playing or having seen, you really want to make sure that your bottom, your partner, your submissive is okay. You don't want to just walk away from them because some people are in what they call subspace, which is kind of a airy, lightheaded um, elithral type of feeling, and they could be lightheaded, especially if they've been bent over, right? So all the blood has rushed to their head, the endorphins have kicked in. So you want to kind of make sure they're upright, they're okay, don't let them go. You want to sit them down someplace. Some people get cold, so you might want to give them a blanket or they might want to hug. You might want to hold them. You just want to go, hey, that was fun, and walk them away. <laughs> Adios, you know, then they, they collapse to the floor and bump their head or something. So you really want to care for them until they say, I'm good. Get them some water because if they've been, you know, moaning for some time, their throat could be dry or crying. <laughs> Their throat could be dry, so maybe we have some water nearby and just sit with them for a moment until, you know, the blood is level and they're feeling more of, of themselves. So some people do use impact play as a form of foreplay. So if you're going straight from impact play, you might go straight into sex from there. You know, some people enjoy receiving and giving sex when the bottom is in subspace, you know, and, you know, that could be addicting in itself. <laughs> <laughs> what it's makes a, it so great? Well, because subs, when you are in subspace, it's, it's, it's almost like being in space, you know, the time, there is no time, so to speak, every, your endorphins have kicked in. It's a very light, an airy feeling, you feel safe, you feel loved during that time frame, but you're not able to really make decisions on your own, you know, depending on how deep the subspace is. This is why it's important to involve yourself with someone that you trust. So, you know, some people even in subspace are able to say, hey, red, green, yellow, don't, you know, stop. I've had enough, but some people get deep enough in subspace that they are not. So when you have impact play, you want to play with somebody 
that you, you know, that you trust. So good. And I think it's, it's wonderful to check in, as you mentioned, and sometimes because of traumas we had in the past, and we were, we have no awareness around it, and it's only in our body. And yes. we might get kind of those things might get awakened in the middle of the scene. And then it's good that you have the safe word. And it doesn't mean like you're bad or the other partner is bad. It just doesn't yes. feel good. And there's nothing wrong with kind of like pausing the scene. Exactly. And it's, and it's, you know, on the, on the other side, as the one receiving the impact, you know, you too should be asking questions, especially if this is a new person that you're playing with or having a scene with, or if you and your partner are embarking upon this for the first time, you know, you need to make sure that you ask questions of them. You know, if it's somebody new that has experience, you could say, how much experience do you have? Are you a dominant? Are you sadistic? Because there are people who do the role of being a top or a dominant who are not sadistic, meaning that, yes, they can do this. They can give you the impact play. They can spank you and beat you and humiliate you, but it's not a turn on for them. They're not sadist. You know, they don't, you know, they're not a turn on making sure they understand your boundaries, right? When you say to them, hey, uh, is it clear to you that I want to make sure that you do not touch me on my genitals or you do not touch my breast or you do not pull my hair, you know, during, during the scene, you know, are we clear before you start the scene? So it's also your responsibility to the person who is receiving or the bottom of the submissive to make sure that this person understands what your boundaries are. Beautiful. I like that kind of like advocating for yourself because yes. sometimes we're communicating things and for a number of different, different reasons, the person might not hear us clearly. So when you are reiterating that, it kind of like creates this emphasis on it that can be very powerful. And I think it's it's important to have, like as you mentioned, conversation before and even after to make sure everyone is okay and they're happy about what happened. And yes. and it's wonderful that that's, that's one of the classes that you teach. And I know you offer a number of different trainings. I was very surprised with the breadth of your teachings. Ah, <laughs> so you. tell us if people are interested to learn more about you, your shop, the trainings, what are some of the places they can go? Well, you can find me on my website and all social media at organic loving. That's L O V E N.com. And um, yes, I do a lot of seminars at adults only cruises and hotel takeovers. I present at swinger conventions and sex expos, both in and out of the country. I do a lot out of the country and in the country as well, in Canada, you know, as the world is opened back up, I'm out traveling again. So it's really, really good. During the shutdown during COVID though, believe it or not, I was presenting at some virtual swinger parties. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's definitely interesting. How do you swing though? Like do you go to the breakout room and you swing? Kind <laughs> of, yeah, because it was weird because so think about, you know, it was, it wasn't on a Zoom platform, but a similar platform, one that had offered much more privacy and you can see everybody and everybody could see you. Of course, there were some people who were just voyeurs and people had their like bedrooms decorated with red lights and they were in lingerie and there was an actual playroom. And then um, there was instructors like myself. So I had my own room mm -hmm. and I was like on at 9 p.m. and people would all come into my room and they would watch me do my demo. I did a thing. I actually, I couldn't find a real behind. So I bought one of those fake, fake, <laughs> fake bottoms, like as a mm -hmm. fake booty with a vagina and a anus that guys use for sex. And I used that to demonstrate my spanking class. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How that did that? Was, did it feel okay? Like I, I feel to me, it doesn't feel like the same though. Not quite, you know, but it had a lot more bounce to it because it was silicone. You're like, that is funny. It was so funny. And then I had like, I, you know, I sell these um, amazing cock rings and this one particular one called the Jay Nodger. It doesn't require it, but when I'm at live events, I do cock fittings. Mm. Girl, makes my day to have a guy come and go, I'd like to get a cock ring. Yes, let me see what you're working with. Drop them pants. <laughs> oh my God, and men and then, being so sensitive. Oh I don't God, know no, how you're doing this. Oh my God, they just stand there with their hands on the hips like <laughs> Superman and they drop their drawers and I get a handful of ticking walls and I'm like, oh yeah, let me see, I think... I think that's a size. Yeah, I think that's a 50 centimeter. (laughs) (laughs) So I even did a cock fitting on the virtual seminar, the virtual swing party during my class. And of course, somebody raises their hand. I'm like, yes, Bob. Yes, Barbara. Like, could you? And they were British. I can't do a British accent. Could you give the cock model a kiss for us? Which I'm like. Because all they have is the cock right there. They right. Can't Could you give it a kiss? Like, can I finish the seminar first? And then I will kiss it for you. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. I love it. And it I think such so a great fun. point that like, you know, sometimes people use cock rings and it's not the right size and they get uh, disappointed. So yeah. I, I think that's the beauty of buying from people that are like the business owners versus buying it from the kind of like general kind of like a, a more commercial ones. So sorry, carry on. You're like your stories are so interesting that it's easy to get derailed. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. Yeah, cock rings are amazing. Um, and for men who listen to your show who've never had one, I highly suggest even getting a flexible one that's adjustable at, um, at first because the purpose of the cock ring is really to slow down, not stop. It slows down the blood flow to keep the penis harder, longer. So, I mean, and who doesn't want a harder, longer penis? <laughs> great, great. And I, I don't know. I mean, like some, sometimes some people can go for a long time and I can feel uncomfortable. So I guess. <laughs> Luke, Luke makes everything better. You know? I agree Luke, with you. You, can, you. You need to have a body regardless of if your body produces or not. Exactly. Yeah. Lube is for the glide. Some people mistake it for, you know, well, I get wet enough. It's, you know, I don't need lube. Lube makes everything better it's not the wet wet it's the glide it keeps down the friction mm-hmm. you know in the vagina or, or or the anus but especially in the vagina because when the vagina gets friction and gets a little dry we get vulva owners we get little micro tears mm-hmm. in the vagina and when that happens you know that leaves you susceptible to all sorts of you know buggers that you were trying not to get so lube makes everything and organic lube always organic always organic no chemicals ever no glycerin no sucrose no glucose because you know when you put something because oh, well it's all derivatives of sugar right and when you put sugar in something dark and warm and wet what do you get oh we don't yeah. want that yeah you, you start <laughs> baking bread <laughs> oh my god yeah, good way you, of like discouraging us from that those the commercial ones yeah you, it's, that's it's, funny it's, we don't we don't want that and, and even things like propylene glycol, which is the cousin to antifreeze. It's, it's not antifreeze, but it's a chemical. You'll find it in everything. You'll find it in deodorant and mouthwash and body products and dog food. 
in the general market, it makes wet things slippery, mm-hmm. but in the vagina and the anus, it's very, very drying. So no propylene glycol, no phenylethanol, none of those things. So there's a whole list of things on my site that should not go in your precious pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> well, more reason for people to check out your website. And mm-hmm. I would imagine they can, do you have a newsletter? They can kind of like opt in and know about it. Yes, again. yes, yes. Um, so when you go into organic loving, L-O-V-E-N.com, you can sign up for our newsletter. We have our product demos, of course, on our YouTube, which is also organic loving. And, um, and yes, the newsletter, there's, you know, videos and samples and, you know, all kinds of good, good things. So it's good. I definitely encourage people, like it seems like it's a breadth of different information about different topics to check out your website. And thank, thank you, you so much for coming on the show today. It was delightful to have you. And thank you for being so generous with the information. Oh, thank you, Dr. Nas, for having me. It's been an honor to be here. I so appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. Again, I loved when she pulled out these interesting props and she talked about how to use it because sometimes we think we know how to do certain things. I know I was talking with Frederick previous week and how I thought I, because I've seen people are pulling out the whip and I assumed I know how to use it, but sometimes we need some further education about that. And it's important to work with someone that can coach you through it. Before I say goodbye, I wanted to make sure that you guys know about our giveaway. Recently, as I mentioned a few months ago, we passed 2 million downloads. And this week is our fifth year anniversary. And as a way to say how much I love you, we are doing this giveaway of more than $400 sexual health products. And in order to participate, all you need to do is head over our Instagram account, like the post and share the screenshot of the review you guys wrote for Sexology Podcast in your favorite platform. And your information will be entered for the giveaway. I will announce the name of the winner on Valentine's Day. So maybe around the Valentine's end of February, you're going to be an owner of like so many different fun toys. I cannot wait to connect with you in Instagram. Follow me at Sexology Podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in. We have tons of interesting follow-up skills building episodes coming your way. I love you and thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.